but it's all day. The Talk, my credo podcast. Turn this up. Canadian wildfires had New Yorkers thinking the end of the world was coming. Floyd Mayweather's post-event fights were reported to be more entertaining than the scheduled ones. Khaleesi's milkshake brought Bill Murray to the yard. And Nicki Minaj's house was swatted. But y'all can have that. That ain't even what I'm mad at. What's up, everybody? We are back in this thing. Welcome to another episode of the Talk My Credo podcast. I'm your boy, Dante, and I am riding solo. It's all good, man. We're going to get it in. But listen, 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 before I go any further. To the Miami Heat. To my team. I have supported and rolled with those goons from Dade County since I was a boy, a little boy. When Tim Hardaway first came to South Beach, and I still had my hoop dreams, but I was an undersized point guard. And my dad was like, you know, instead of watching Jordan and trying to emulate moves that you cannot do because you are not Jordan size, let's give you someone that makes sense for you to watch. And he said, I want you to watch this guy. And he turned on the Miami Heat basketball game and Tim Hardaway was playing. I knew of Tim Hardaway, but I'm like, Tim Hardaway, he's not Jordan. But The rest is history. I started watching Tim Hardaway and just fell in love with the Miami Heat and I've been a fan ever since. I want to give you the Miami Heat my round of applause because what a run. What a hell of a run a historical one that would have been cemented even deeper into history as the greatest run ever. Considering what you guys went through, a playing team that you almost missed the playing tournament to go through the number one seed in the East, a very good five seed, and then the number two seed to then face the number one seed in the West. And in the entire NBA, we got put out in five games, but I just want to take my hat off to you guys. Congratulations to the Denver Nuggets, but congratulations to the Miami Heat. I know there's no moral victories in sports, but man, man, man. And this may prove to be a blessing in disguise because there's some names floating about. You understand what I'm saying? There's some names floating about about who may be interested in coming into to Miami if something were to happen and, and y'all know I'm talking about Damian Lillard 
you know, it just makes all the sense in the world. Now, Damian Lillard, he's a very loyal person. He, he wants to be one of those guys that plays his entire career for one team. But he was asked recently, hey, if you could, if you could be traded to any team, what would it be? And he said, well, it would be Miami. Now, he said Brooklyn and, and some other places, but Miami was first. And the best fit for a player like Damian Lillard is, without a shadow of a doubt, the Miami Heat. And if you can put Damian Lillard with Hemi Buckets and Bam out of bio, oh, oh my God. That's all I'm saying. This will be an even better fit as a big three than the original Heatles. LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh. Damian Lillard, Jimmy Buckets, Bam Adebayo would be a better fit collectively considering their individual skill sets. They fit better together than Wade, LeBron, and Bosh did. And Miami, oh my God. Of course, then the problem would be we have to fill out the rest of the roster. Um, but man, man, man. Miami would be making a lot of noise for a few more years. But anyway, anyway, I don't I, I don't want to dry everything up so early within the broadcast. You know, I'm, I'm riding solo, so, but we're going to get into some things. It's going to be a very uh, different episode. I, I wanted to try this format out um, for a while. And so when uh, the team, different things, life happens. You know what it is, but life happened to where Nobody was available. So, <laughs> so it's all good. So I like, well, now is the time to go ahead and try some, some things that I want to implement within the podcast that we can kind of ease our way into. Uh, later on within this broadcast, I have uh, an interview with a good friend of mine, business entrepreneur, uh, battle rap league owner, plus hip hop, slash battle rap artist Harlem Green. We're going to go ahead and, and introduce you guys to him with a very dope interview that we had while we were up in New Jersey slash New York for the Zone 2. We're going to play that interview, and then we're going to run down some, some of these shenanigans. You know what I'm saying? We're going to run down some of these shenanigans. But before we go any further, I want y'all to do me a solid. If you are listening, please give us a rating. A five-star would be great. Uh, if you would like to, if you have a few minutes, give us a review, an honest review. I, I'm not even asking, you know, the past stats. Just let us know what you think. Now, this may not mean much to you guys, but it means the world to us. You know, with every review we get, whatever what star rating that we get, uh, whether it's Spotify, Apple, um, just any streaming platform that pl that plays podcasts, we're there. And any sort of feedback we get, it helps us tremendously to get us in front of more eyes and ears. If you like it, please do us a solid. If you are watching us on YouTube, please do us a solid. Like, share, subscribe, comment, a combination of all of the above. Again, it may not mean much to you, but it really helps our channel grow. It helps get us in front of more eyes. And hopefully if you enjoy the content, you giving feedback and participating with this, 
helps other people today where, you know, they can enjoy the feedback. But all right, we got that out the way. Listen, we got some things to talk about. And we're going to stay right into the things of sports because Brittany Griner, she was, I don't want to say trolled or confronted, called out, whatever you want to say. She was approached in a Dallas airport by a conservative provocateur, as they call it, but we know it is a troll. You know, nowadays it's very common to open up your social media and you see some YouTuber, some content creator doing some prank or some outlandish act or behavior for attention to get a perceived reaction. And that's just the name of the game. So apparently that works in politics too. So now Brittany Griner, she's going through a, an airport. She is approached by an Alex Stein, again, a conservative troll provocateur who decided to go at her and confront her and ask her some questions and that seem to be making us rounds around the internet. So we're going to take a look at it and then we're going to talk about it. Y'all check this out. Was that was that a fair trade for the merchant of death? I know you kill it on the court, but he kills it in real life. Is it true you'd have sex with Vladimir Putin to get released from Russia, Britt? Get out of the way, dog. Britt. Get out of the way. Britt, is it true you had to... Get out of the way. What about his wife? What are you doing? I'm trying to talk to Brittany. Hey, Britt. Do you still want to... Do you still want to boycott America, Brittany? Stop. Get out of me. Stop. Stop. I'm weird. Why? She hates America. Uh, are you, what about the merchant of death, Brad? Get off me. Get off me. Was that, was that a fair story for the merchant of death? I know you killed on the court. You killed in real life. Is it true you had to have sex with Vladimir Putin? What are you doing? Brad. Why are you being like that? Dude, I want to talk to Brad. Brad, are you scared to talk to me? Brad, you're scared. Alright, that was... Alex Stein. So I'm sure anyone with um, any sort of common sense would see what was happening there and know that that was cornball. <laughs> Such a cornball. Such a cornball. And honestly, conservatives, you know, they've taken this video and, oh my God, they are lauding this thing as the greatest thing since sliced bread, which it really makes me question people who base their humor on their political affiliations. Um, but it also confirms to me just one, how hypocritical conservatives are because they're using this video. Oh my God, Alex, Stein, he killed it. He called her out. He really put her in her place. Oh no, she wasn't ready. She wasn't ready for it. Ha ha ha. Take that Brittany. That'll teach you to hate America. I'm just like, really? Really? Um, all it takes. And this is my, the same opinion I hold when it comes to, Karens and Kins and any of these people who want to, because th this this is all it it felt like to me. This felt like a Karen. This felt like a Karen incident of you have let's just call it for what it is. You have one of these entitled white people who think that hey, I'm going to impose myself onto your situation into your space, and you will allow me to do that. And any tour, any resistance 
will then make me a victim because I promise, I promise that security guard who was trying to just shield him out the way. No, I would have punched him in his face. Like you, you wouldn't find these things so funny when someone whoops the dog shit down your like that's all it takes that's all it takes like don't walk up on me shoving a camera in my face talking all this stupid stuff like are you kidding me but of course Brittany Griner didn't do anything she you just kept walking and you know no comment she didn't say no comment but you know she didn't give a comment she attempted to ignore him while the I guess security person um, attempted to shield him but no Nah, that security guard person, whoever, if he was security, I wouldn't, I would have secured an entirely different way. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. This is some cornball stuff, regardless of what I feel about my, my stances with Brittany Griner and, um, all that other stuff that's completely separate from this, because this is just some stupid cornball stuff from conservatives who think for whatever reason that this is sticking it to the left. And then like y'all just as stupid, just as empty headed and just as hypocritical as the people on the left that you claim to oppose. This was stupid. He is stupid. And y'all touting this as a win for conservatives that standing up for America. Like, please, I would have knocked him the out. You understand me? He would have been knocked out. Like, please, not playing with that. All right, look, stick it into sports. And oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. The week that Zion Williamson has had, he has had a hell of a week. But um, I can't blame him. I can't blame him because he kind of brought this on himself. This, this, that's all I'm saying. He brought all this mess on himself because as, as it turns out, you know, People want to play the game and they just can't get into the mindset or the understanding that the game can also be played by other players. You're not the only one playing this game. You're not the only one who can make the type of moves that you make. So listen, for those who have a, a basic understanding of who Zion Williamson is, you know, he is an incredibly talented freakishly athletic uh, basketball player who was touted as physically being the next LeBron James. You know? But I think this recent incident separates that next LeBron James talk because one thing about Zion that he doesn't have when it comes to LeBron James, he definitely isn't as smart to the uh, chagrin of a lot of conservatives that who swear to God that LeBron James is stupid or something. But, you know, I'll, I'll give my take on that at another time. Zion Williamson recently went to social media to announce that he and his girlfriend are having a baby. You know, that's that's dope, right? But um, things didn't go as, as it was supposed to go because the moment he announced that he and his girlfriend, who doesn't need to be named, it doesn't matter, uh, once they announced that they were having a baby, Zion's side chicks decide to blow up the whole spot and they had receipts. They put this man on blast and they were detailing 
everything. This is the part where KT would say everything and that would respond everything. They came and they dropped receipts on everything. And I just couldn't help but laugh at all this. I, I, I couldn't help but laugh at it all. Um, because one of these side chicks that has been really going at Zion Williamson is um, another Instagram model. And we, we, we know what that means these days. And a famed adult film star that he's been paying regularly um, and that she felt some type of way. That's her right there if you're watching. Uh, we'll go ahead and give her her clap. No, I won't, I, won't, I won't even say her name either. But, ah, uh, Zion, Zion, Zion. So now he's getting his fair share of criticism and backlash because if you also know a little bit about Zion Williamson, he has rarely played basketball. Rarely played basketball. Um, because he's always injured. He is always injured. I think in the last three or four seasons, he's only played about 29 games. And there is 82 games in a season. So, for you mathematicians out there, yeah, you can figure out how many games he's played, the percentage of games he's played uh, since he's been in the league. And they're like, oh, well, no wonder you always hurt and you always got these hamstring issues and leg issues and da 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 da. Oh, you you got a a hair, you got a do should I say harem? Hell, you got a harem out here, bro. And it is not looking good for you. Why? Because I'm just gonna be honest personally, like the kind of mid, if I'm being honest. If if I'm being honest. But you know, I, I'm I'm from a different era. I understand. I'm not from his generation. So what he likes, it definitely isn't what I like. Y'all, y'all, I don't understand why y'all like that fake stuff. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And it also brings up the conversation, the brief conversation we had um, in regards to another topic that I'm going to bring back up involving uh, Jackie O and our men pushing these expectations for women to where it motivates them to get their bodies done or put their lives at risk because Zion Williamson, he definitely fits that bill. He fits that bill. He loves the silicone, loves it. So much so, the, the girls he was rocking with, and I put that lightly, he was buying them all BBLs and mommy makeovers and blah, 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 blah. He was doing it all for them. He was blowing that check. And you know what? And this is what I always say. Um, if, you're, if they're going to do it, ladies, if they're going to do it, get it. Get it. If he wants to be a simp, take him for everything he got. Yep, I said it. I said it. I have no ill will, no criticism towards these women who like, you know, I'm sure he thought again, he was playing the game. Oh, I got my girlfriend. I got all these other chicks. You know, I'm a multimillionaire. He's still young. He's 22 years old. The world is at my fingertips right now, but 22 years old. So, Hey, y'all want to fly you out? I'm gonna fly you out. Oh, I'll always like, I always had a thing for you. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. We're going to drop 10, 20, 30, 40, 50. To get you flewed out. Yeah, go ahead. Let's do that. But then I'm going to have my girlfriend right here. We're going to do this. And you think they're not going to do anything? 
because I'm sure that you didn't provide any sort of protections. Clearly not for yourself because they all came out. I mean, social media, Mariah Mills, I said I wasn't going to say her name, but anyway, she came out and she was days worth of information and receipts she was blasting you with. And we're like, oh, oh, Zion Williamson in New Orleans probably wasn't that good of a mix. Zion should have went to Minnesota or Utah, Denver. They just won a championship. That's all I'm saying. But I don't have any real criticism about it. I do think Zion Williamson is very stupid, but he's young. He's young and dumb. Very dumb. Uh, it's clear that he's not very disciplined, uh, which would denote to why, one, he always has health issues because he cannot be disciplined enough to manage his weight like a grown adult. Um, but at the same time, you know, that's most of America's problem. Uh, and I'm definitely not mad at the women who decide to blow his spot, put him on blast, that, nah, you've been flying me out. You've been laying with me. You've been in my house. You've been doing this. Oh, you know, you're going to tell him about how you had me doing this for you. You're going to tell me how you was doing this to me. Um, explicit details. I'm not mad at him. That's the game. But if you weren't hurt all the time, you would know how the game and the concept of the game works. Okay, that was a little low. All right, but anyway. Do better, bro. That's all I'm saying. Do better because you you got you got some mess to clean up and it's not going to help you when you get back on the court. Not going to help you at all. All right, look, y'all check this out. I said I was going to bring this back up because there's been such a development that I am going to be very critical of because when you see evil, you have to call out evil. And one thing that this world is definitely manifesting itself, exposing itself, revealing itself, is that there are a lot of evil people here. And it is being pushed in a direction that is normalizing evil people and evil, insidious behaviors. Azalea Banks. She is... um. Should I, does it even matter who she is? Does it matter? She's she's apparently a a rapper. Can we can we still call her a rapper? <sighs> Azalea Banks is she came on the scene as a rapper, but most of the headlines over the years have always been for some stupid crazy evil behavior when it comes to her. But so now you know her more for her antics and the stupid things that she does. And it, it, all I'm going to say is look, this is all I'm going to say. I'm going to play a little clip here and I believe this is it. I believe I have it, but this is the start of this mess here because we talked about rest in peace uh DC Young Fly's uh partner, longtime girlfriend and mother of his children Jackie O passed away trying to get some procedures done um in Miami and everyone was 
mourning the loss and offering condolences, but Azalea Banks decided to revel in this fact and celebrate it, calling it karma, if you will, because she looked at this as a way of getting even with DC Young Fly for a joke that he told about her on the show Wilding Out. Now, for those who don't know what Wilding Out is, Wilding Out is like an urban improv show where it's just, you know, um, there's been so many reiterations uh, of this show throughout the years. It's snapping, roast sessions. It's, it's all throughout black culture. We've always had shows like Wilding Out where, you know, you just tell jokes, you just snap on each other. You have the wild antics, improv. It's, it's like, whose line is it anyway? In the hood. You know what I'm saying? And it's one of the best shows going, uh, and it carries the legacy of all the other improv snapping, wilding out as shows from the past. Let's check this out, and let's see. Th this is where it starts here. This is the beginning of it. Let's see if this is it. Check this out. So Azalea Banks, just to preface it, Azalea Banks was a guest on Wildin' Out. And of course, when they go um, up on there, they go at these celebrity guests. Jokes, nothing's untouched. No holes barred. But she felt like things went a little below the belt. All right, here we go. So, um, that was it. That was it. Now, as that show continued on, she continued to try to go at DC Young Fly, and DC Young Fly kept snapping jokes at her to the point they had to stop the show because she broke down crying. Uh, this was about five years ago, as you see here. Um, Now, apparently, she's never let this go because she said, oh, you know, he was being uh, colorist. He was being anti-black and, um, you know, and, and bringing up all these other accusations. And so she basically said, oh, the passing of his partner, Jackie O, was the product of his coming at her. Azalea Banks. I understand why Russell Crowe spit on you. That's all. That's, first of all, let's get that out of the way. I understand why he spit on you and why how all these other celebrities have such negative, toxic experiences and opinions about you because you yourself are such a demented, broken person. I used to feel sorry for you, and I still do to a degree, but it just seems like it seems like for some people, you just got to see it for what it is. And the way that she spews this venom about any and everybody and then turns it around and plays victim. It's 
it's a sight to behold, man. And it's one of those moments where I really do feel like your karma comes to you and comes to you 100 fold because in the very moment that people are mourning the loss of a mother, of a wife to be of a friend, you decided to jump right in that situation and make it about you. Like if that isn't the definition of narcissism, I don't know what is. If that's not the definition of narcissism, just like, I don't know. I don't know. Now she's gotten a very poignant backlash for this because it it just doesn't make, it just doesn't make sense. The evilness of people. It doesn't make sense. Because basically she blamed the, again, she blamed the passing of Jackie O on DC Young Fly and was like, this is your karma. You, you, you did this, you know, and I, and ironically, you know, she's dead at 32, exactly on my 32nd birthday, May 31st. Y'all gonna learn to stop playing with me as if this was some sort of karma, justice, revenge. And she carried, I'm not even going to go on with the other things that she said, but some people, and I'm going to read some of the responses though, because she's playing the victim here and thinking this is a victory for her. But Azalea literally started with DC Young Fly, then got mad when he roasted her back. If you didn't want to be roasted on this show, don't go on the show. You're like, well, I didn't want to, you didn't have to go. You know, you know what this show was about. And it started what she called, called you ugly. Now maybe you could have taken offense to that, but I, I just, if you don't know just the culture of how we trash talk and we snap and roast each other, uh, saying you ugly is, is probably one of the least Almost a compliment if someone calls you. You know what I'm saying? It, it just doesn't make sense. I'm not going to spend too much more time on this thing, but I, I just felt like for someone for someone like Azalea Banks, like I said, I, I want to feel sorry for you, but I don't. But I just pray that you will be met with the mercy you chose not to give. I will hope that when your due is given, that they will be considerate of who you are and how it affects you the way you chose to make everything about yourself. All right. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's it, man. All right, look, we're going to get, we're going to transition a little bit. You know, we're going to go into an interview of um, a good friend of mine. Allow me to uh, in- intro this the right way. In this next segment of the Talk My Credo podcast, I would like to 
introduce a good friend of mine. He is uh, he is an artist. He's a recording artist. He's a battle rapper. He's a business owner. He's a father. He's a husband. I'm not going to give his his uh, his government out there, but he's a brother to me, um, and I'm so proud of him. Uh, so in this next topic or this next segment, if you will, I will be interviewing New York's own, Harlem's own, Harlem Green. You can talk my credo podcast. The Late Night Flight Podcast is in the building. Pod Vigils, we in the building, and we are here at Grid City Battle League, the Zone 2 Battle Rap event, alongside with Kia, the City uh, Rap Tournament. This is the semifinals, so this is like the Eastern Conference Finals right now. You know what I'm saying? Eastern Western Conference Finals right now. So we got two battles going down, and I got a special, special guest up in the building, my brother, MFH. All day, he wears like 13 different hats, and we're going to see how he wears all these hats. With matching and, jerseys. Yes, with You're yes, yes effortless lit. My man Harlem Green is in the building. What's going on, what's man? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's Rito? going what's on? Up, listen, listen. Thanks for having me. MFH all day. All day. Thanks you, for coming to New York. Thanks for taking the trip. Man, all you got to do is call. We're like, hey, bro, I need you. Hey, I'm there. Love, I'm, I'm up there. Love. I'm up there. So uh, I, I got the the privilege to give he and uh, Boss Lady the night off. What up, Boss Lady? See, she don't even know what to do with her. She, she just sitting around chilling on her phone. She ain't never did that. And probably... Slow. Slow. When, when, was, when was the last time you, you had time to just chill on your phone? <laughs> so that's Slow. what we do. So Harlem, man, I'm, I'm going to get just, just some of the basic stuff out the way because you've been... Uh, running Great City alongside Maria. This is what year? Year six? Yeah, is six, seven, six years. I lost count now. Yeah, year seven, seven years. Yeah, so, decade. let me ask you: just with everything you have to deal with to put these events and have them be successful, what does it take for you to not just say, you know what, fuck all this shit? I'm tired of having to babysit this micromanaging. Like, what? What's the motivation? Um, the motivation is having a vision. I guess. Um, yeah. I think I was just talking to Marie about this. I'm like, do you notice that we, we, we take our ideas and we put them in reality? Mm -hmm. and so that's that's the high. That's the vision. And as long as I have that mentality, I'm gonna keep going. Mm -hmm. um, it's a lot of leads, like I was telling her. It's a lot of leads. It's a lot of things around you. But as long as I feel I could do better or provide something better, I'm going to keep going. Facts, I'm going to keep going. You know? So with these, because we, you've had probably some of the most innovative events, ideas. You got, you know, Winter Warriors. You got, you know, the Green Room. You got... You know, the zone, you got Civil War, which is one of my favorite cards. Yeah. Um, you got right Civil there. War. We got Hold This L. I mean, it's just almost like every month you got something popping off. Yeah, definitely. Almost. And just is explain that process of, okay, this is my new vision. This is how I want it to come to light. Because even the events hold to that theme, you know. Uh, how, how are you able to just execute from from mind to camera, it all starts with uh, a text from Maria. I hit mm -hmm. Maria up. All right, what are we doing now? And mm -hmm. then it starts two, three days of 
nah, that's trash. Nah, that's funny. Nah, that's mm-hmm. stupid. And then yeah. something hits. I don't know what something just hits. Uh-huh. And then when the name hits, um, the idea behind it hits. And mm-hmm. so we have the zone. You know, I'm a big Twilight Zone fan. Yeah. So that was mm-hmm. an image of my vision, the zone. Let's make it happen. I need the ah. Yeah. So I hit Maria up. Can you can you put the I in the O and you just mm-hmm. and you know God willing, we just make everything happen month by month. Everything just falls in a mm-hmm. way of fate. And as long as you know me and my partner are able to do it, it gets done. Facts, facts. Yeah. You got some. Yeah. I didn't know you battle rap. Uh huh. <laughs> yep. Oh. All right. So so how long you been doing that as a battle being a battle rap artist and do you only battle rap in Florida and Wisconsin and places outside of New York? Or do you? Oh, 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 oh I got a battle. I'd say I, I got a battle in Florida in July. So um, I'm just starting to be blessed to battle outside of state. I'll battle outside of state any opportunity I get. But I've been battle rapping for about almost 10 years now. Um, started online battle rapping. Then I had the opportunity to, you know, go live myself. But in the transition, it, it's like everything was meant to happen because even when I had my first battle rap of I, me and Maria, I, I threw the event, I threw the lineup. Yeah. So if you look at a couple of artists, me and me and Dante Creator, no LG, Nice, okay, the James Carl booked their first matchups while I was still on the card with them. Now, as a battle rap artist, do you do you look at yourself as like where you're looking to be top tier? You're looking to be in a UR, URL and battle some of the, the, the more premier battle artists? Or are you more of like, a, let's say, the Bill Russell version where he was a player and coach? I like the I like the Bill Russell thing. But I did I did have the aspirations of her. I think everybody at one point, especially when they start, they go, right. URL. Right. Oh, yeah, I, I, it's the road to that. You know what I mean? And especially when you start looking at motherfuckers on there, you're like, oh, I can take them. Right. You have those. But then as I started growing a league, and as I started debuting artists, and as I started doing this, like the the passions don't want to be uh, the top battle rapper died down because you know at this point in be battle rapping, I already know how I get down. I already know I can win battles. I can shake a room. I can come in the league and dominate. So I'm cool with what I do. I dig but, that. So know. so although the hunger to be on top has died down, would you like to tell me before Dante ask you a question? Doing be, being here as a co CEO of this battle league, what has brought you up? You know what I mean? Like, what's the energy that keeps you up? Like, yo, you know what? We're helping so many young talent or or talent that's just starting battle rap and getting them to another place. Is that is that what's uh, replacing that hunger of being a top t- of being like a you know a top tier battle rap artist? Well, let's get let it let's get it straight. I mean, I mean, I'm not in the URL. But when you look around the line of work and you look at my resume and the things I've done, I think I've contributed in this culture to call myself top tier. Right. You know, from the Bill Russell standpoint, rather I helped my team get the ring or I was on the floor with them. So, you know, I, I, I'm solidified. If I stop tomorrow, I'm, I'm solidified my resume. Facts. I think my resume is kind of top tier. Facts. But, you know, right now I'm trying to elevate the league as a top tier league. And there's so many artists that's come from this league that are top tier. And so it's a win-win. It's a win-win regardless. You know what I mean? All in good faith. The question I've I've always wanted to ask you, probably for a couple years now, with this journey that you have taken, deserves nothing but just a salute. Because in taking this journey, as far as I will help develop the next generation of battle rappers, 
we've lost a lot along the way. Yeah. There's been so many that started around us. They're not around anymore. Yeah. You know, there's so many partnerships, understanding friendships, you know, all of that is falling by the wayside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Kind of take us in your mind as far as the tunnel vision or uh, just the process of when everything seems to be, I call it a pruning type thing. You know, sometimes a tree grows best when you cut some of the branches a little bit. You well, know? you know, but. it's hard because, you know, it's I've known, like you, I've known you for so long. Mm-hmm. Like we've watched each other's kids grow up on mm-hmm. Facebook. You yeah. know, it's, it's the artist you've been following for so long. We watch each other grow up. Mm-hmm. And but when it comes to the business side of things, you have to separate that. And so I try to look at Grid City as a show. And this is why I keep things themed because I try my best with uh, Civil War and the tournament because I want to keep the artists entertained. I want the artists to enjoy better at. Mm-hmm. Everybody, you can get so caught up in your emotions. We see it. Yeah. Every time fight here and everything. I try not to have that environment here. Mm-hmm. So try to keep things growing. And as you know, building relationship with artists is, it never gets easy. You know, it mm-hmm. can get a little discouraging. You know, artists switch on you, things happen. Some people are appreciative, unappreciative. So, you know, those ups and downs come with the business of any business, no matter if you're doing battle rap, you're trying to sell soda, you're going to have ups and downs. And so that's just a part of the game, the artists. Yeah. You try to build the artists, but at the end of the day, the artists can only want to build itself. So okay. this league is pretty much meeting them halfway. All right. So the most serious question I'm going to ask, are the Lakers getting swept? Listen, man, I, the show's over. <laughs> the show's over. I plead the fifth on that okay, question. Okay, plead the fifth. All right. <laughs> listen, man, look, look, we can talk all day, and this definitely won't be the last time. But definitely, definitely, listen, definitely. my boy Harlem Green, he, he has a show to run. He has an event, business to run. Hell, I, th- I think I'm up next, so I got some business to do. I so, think your battle's uh, up next. You about ready? No, you know I'm ready. Let's you, get it You going. know I'm ready. You know Let's I'm ready. Let's get it going. So Harlem Green, man, my brother. My brody always man so this is the talk my credo podcast pop bingers grid city late night flight it's, it's a lot of late tags night and hashtags in the building shout yeah. out the so late night flight oh, th- this yeah. is the special event podcast and we're going to be right back with the next segment after i whoop somebody's ass let's go let's go all right time. all right everybody look we appreciate you checking this out this was a short and sweet episode of the talk my credo podcast let me know what you think about the format if you rock with it uh let me know what you think about it. if you don't rock with it let me know what you think about it because we're always trying to figure out some ways to where we make it effective where we kind of trim the fat a little bit you know we like to go we like to just talk trash and talk trash for a long time but you know we're trying to be more efficient with it because we understand that you may not have two and about two and a half hours to just sit down and go through um me with some of my favorite podcasts, they are a bit more, they are uh, long form. So I have tried to emulate them, but it's like, well, what works best for us and for our audience? And so we've been, we've been cutting it down to a little over an hour. And I think uh, people really appreciate that, but we want to make sure we can get it as efficient as possible. So let us know what you think about the interview segment and yeah, do us a solid again, share, share it, leave us a review. Um, If you are watching, like, share, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. I'm your boy, Dante, here, episode 116 of the Talk My Credo podcast. 
Until next time, you may have the crew here, but till next time, stay fly, stay blessed. Peace out. For real talk and dope conversations. To the Talk My Credo podcast. Find us on all streaming platforms. Oh, yeah. Happening on social media. And subscribe to us on YouTube and Talk My Credo.